Hi there, it's Ed here with a short message before we start the pod this week. Did you know that our most informed investors get insights, articles and investment ideas from Tom, me and the team sent directly to them via email and it is completely free. You can join them. Just subscribe at fidelity.co.uk slash newsletters. In this week's market update, equities pause as investors weigh up rising bond yields and still falling earnings. And commodities rise as the war in Ukraine intensifies. Well, just when stock markets have registered their longest monthly winning streak in two years, the bears have regained the upper hand in recent days. July was the fifth month on the trot of rising share prices, with a 3.1% increase for the S&P 500 and even more for the tech-heavy Nasdaq index. But last week, the reality of rising bond yields and still falling earnings made the glass look suddenly half empty again. US shares fell on four of last week's five trading days as investors weighed weaker-than-expected jobs growth and a mixed bag of earnings from the giant tech stocks, which have driven the market higher so far this year. The S&P 500 was 2.3% down on the week and Nasdaq 2.8% lower, albeit both remain significantly ahead year-to-date. The 187,000 new jobs created in the non-farm payrolls report on Friday confirmed the suspicion that the labour market is finally cooling in the face of rising interest rates. But with employment still expanding, albeit more slowly, the prospect of a soft landing for the economy is still alive. And that, in turn, means that interest rates may hang around at today's elevated levels for quite a bit longer. If the Federal Reserve can pull off the trick of getting inflation down without breaking the economy, that's good and bad news for the market. Good in that a recession should be averted, bad in that monetary policy can normalise at levels higher than we've got used to over the past 15 years or so since the financial crisis. The likelihood of that was increased last week by an announcement from the US government that it intends to lift its bond issuance in order to fill a growing gap between tax revenue and government spending. Yields on longer-dated bonds have risen since. As for earnings, we're now about halfway through the second quarter results season, and as in the first quarter, results are coming in a bit better than forecast. The direction of travel is still lower, but less so than feared at the start of the reporting round. The expectation is currently for a 7% decline in earnings this quarter, A few weeks ago, it stood at minus 9%. That means that next year's expected double-digit rebound in earnings still looks plausible. So put all of that good and bad news together, and it argues that the rally in valuations that the markets enjoyed over the past 10 months since last October's low may well have run its course. At 20 times expected earnings, it's hard to see the multiple of earnings going much higher. That's not necessarily bad news, but it does mean that the pressure is on those profits to keep growing if the market is to hold onto its gains year to date. The evidence from last week's big tech earnings reports was mixed. Amazon saw its shares bounce by more than 8% after delivering better than expected online sales numbers. Apple, on the other hand, fell on the back of weak iPhone and other hardware sales. The two companies are worth about 20% of the Nasdaq 100 index, and this two-way pull is therefore symptomatic of a market that's unsure where to head next. 
Persistently high bond yields also represent a headwind for shares because they offer investors a viable alternative for the first time in many years. The old days of there's no alternative with shares the only game in town are now clearly over. Investors can sensibly consider a broad range of assets in a balanced portfolio, and that means they're likely to question equity valuations more than they might have in the past. The challenge facing investors trying to time market movements has been underscored so far this year. At the start of the year, the consensus was that the US economy was heading towards a recession on the back of rising interest rates. Many hedge funds played that theme by shorting the most consumer-sensitive stocks, such as travel, holiday and cruise companies. It's been a disastrous trade, with the likes of Carnival, Royal Caribbean and Airbnb rising sharply this year, as consumers have proved much more resilient than expected in the face of rising rates. This underlines the difficulty of trying to time the market and to pick relative winners. Mr. Market has the ability to confound even the most experienced and expert investors. Investing consistently over time and being extremely well diversified remains the most sensible approach. This week's batch of economic data focuses on growth and inflation. On the growth front, the UK has GDP data on Friday and retail sales numbers on Tuesday. In the meantime, the latest from the UK housing market is yet another modest monthly decline to leave prices slightly down year on year. UK growth looks set to emerge pretty anemic at the end of the week. Last week, while increasing interest rates for the 14th meeting running, the Bank of England forecast that inflation would fall back to target against a backdrop of economic stagnation. It confirmed that it believes interest rate policy is now restrictive and thinks that it's therefore having the desired effect on the economy, slowing it down. Certainly, the current increase in rates is the longest and most aggressive since the 1980s, so it would be surprising if it were not causing a significant slowdown. The bank thinks that if interest rates follow expectations, rising to 6% before falling from next year, then inflation will be back at the 2% target within two years. With demand still high and supply constrained, it's hard to see the circumstances in which a full-scale housing slump would ensue. But with interest rates likely to rise further from here, although probably not much further, the housing market is likely to remain under pressure. Mortgage rates are resetting for those on fixed-term deals at considerably higher rates than homeowners have enjoyed for many years. On the inflation front, the main numbers to watch out for are in the US and China. American inflation has come down reassuringly quickly, but still remains above target. China is grappling with a different problem. Beijing is flirting with deflation as the post-COVID recovery stalls, and unlike in the West, the expectation is that more stimulus will be needed to put the economy back on an even keel. Now, that would normally be a negative for commodity prices, but an intensification of the Ukraine war has seen a spike this week in both wheat and oil prices. Ukrainian drone strikes against a Russian naval vessel and oil tanker have raised concerns about the supply of both key commodities. In Chicago, wheat futures were more than 3% higher and the oil price is close to a four-month high at nearly $87 a barrel for the Brent contract. 
Please be aware the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may not get back what you invest. This information does not constitute investment advice and should not be used as the basis for any investment decision, nor should it be treated as a recommendation for any investment. Investors should also note that the views expressed may longer be current and may have already been acted upon. Reference to specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Fidelity Personal Investing does not give personal recommendations. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to an authorised financial advisor. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. It is meant for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on Fidelity or the recipient. Issued by Financial Administration Services Limited, authorised and regulated in the UK by the Financial Conduct Authority. Fidelity, Fidelity International, the Fidelity International logo and F symbol are trademarks of FIL Limited.